0: talk to you this morning about the subject of worry, about the subject of worry. And worrying is something that there's certainly a temptation for all of us to worry about different things, different parts of our lives. Some people I've found really struggle with this even more than others. It's like worry has begun to become to really get a hold on them and to bog them down and to begin to stifle a lot of the things that God wants to do in their lives. It's like they're consumed with worry about all the different things that are happening in their lives. Now, sometimes we uh, can maybe not struggle with worry in a certain area, right? Like, for example, myself. I don't really struggle worrying about Um, like something bad is gonna happen to me or I might get sick and believe it or not, a lot of people really struggle with that. They worry about something affecting them in their health. Maybe they have family members that have struggled with health issues. Maybe doctors have told them things are genetic or hereditary or maybe they've had some experiences with health before and so they're just worrying that something else might come along and this can be something that can really attack people And and if the devil can, he would love to use it to get a hold of someone in whatever area, he possibly can. Worry is kind of like his universal tool. He can apply it to whatever situation in our lives that we might be weak in or we might have temptation in and begin to bear down on us in that thing. Myself, I used to struggle a lot worrying about just like things not getting done. Like, that, I would worry about all the stuff that I had to do, all the things on the to-do list tomorrow, next week, over the next month, and the more I thought about it and I began to worry about it, the more it, like, paralyzed me. Like, I would stress out. Anybody else been there before or can relate to that a little bit? It's like you stress out and you feel all this anxiety, you're feeling all these emotions, and here's the crazy thing, it's about something that hasn't even happened yet. As we're going to see today when we dive into the scriptures, there's plenty of things that are constantly coming our way each and every day that are happening, that we need to deal with in faith. We certainly don't want to be putting a lot of effort and energy and emotion into worrying about a whole plethora of things that actually will never even happen to us. Are you with me? I I read one time where there was actually a study done. uh, I believe it was the University of Cincinnati. It was a college survey study done over a long period of time. And they were able to tell and and see that 85%, 85% of the things that people had claimed to worrying about actually never even happened. Isn't that amazing? So if we're spending a lot of time worrying about what may or may not come, then statistically from what we can see... There's a good chance that 85% of that energy and that effort of worrying is about something that's actually never even going to happen to us. It's like putting a down payment on something that you're never even going to experience. How many people have planned for a vacation before, right? And you've got to put a down payment if you're going to like book a condo or book a hotel or whatever travel arrangements. you got to put some money down up front to kind of secure that thing. Now imagine if, whenever they said, hey, this, this vacation is going to cost you $1,500 and we want you to put $500 down up front knowing that it's, it's in the future. But in the fine print, it said, oh, by the way, there's an 85% chance that when you give us this money, we are going to reject your offer to have this uh, condo for that week, and we're going to keep your $500 if we choose to reject it. But don't fear, there's actually a 15% chance that you're gonna get this vacation, and then that money's actually gonna get applied towards that. How many people would put the deposit down? No, one guy. Wow, you're not following very good. Oh, yeah, just <laughs> kidding. So, so it seems ludicrous, right? But when we worry, if you think about it, and we know that most of the things that we end up worrying about never happen, that's essentially kind of what we're doing. We're expending, guys, valuable resources that God has given us, time, money maybe, energy thoughts, emotions, all of these wonderful things that are really resources that sort of cover the gamut of life that God has given us to use as gifts to, for good things. And we're beginning to use those things to worry and experience things that God has no intention of us even carrying along the way of the path of fulfilling our purpose in, for, in life. And, and that can really mess us up. Now, Jesus, he addressed this the subject of worry, and he addressed it very thoroughly. There is a sermon, very popular sermon, that Jesus gave. that's called the Sermon on the Mount. Who's heard of the Sermon on the Mount? Okay, so Jesus, and we're going to be reading about this in the book of Matthew, Gospel of Matthew, and from Matthew chapters 5 to chapters 7, Jesus gives what is probably considered the greatest sermon of all time, and it's the Sermon on the Mount. And what he does is he addresses a whole variety of issues, but these are very common issues that are facing everyone. They're universal. No one is, a, is the exception to struggling with these things. He deals with things like not judging other people, loving our enemies, not struggling with lust or anger, a lot of things. And one of the things that he deals with is worry. Now it's important that we recognize that Jesus is He's walking the earth and He gives this sermon. This is like a needs-based sermon, right? Jesus re- steps back and he what it says in the Bible, it says he sees the multitudes, and so he goes up onto the mountain and begins to deliver this sermon. So he sees all of these people, this sea. Of humanity if you will And Jesus in his God nature Has this wisdom he sees and he feels And he understands and he has compassion That all of these people They need to have wisdom From God for how to deal With some of life's most common Issues that come against Everyone that if we don't really have A solution if we don't have An answer or direction from The words of God of how to handle it Then we're really a lost people Because we are incapable of Handling things like worry Or anger or any of these Other things on our own Apart from the grace of God Empowering us to be able to do that So he brings the solution That's what's amazing, that's what I want to say to you As we open up before we even dive Into these passages, is that he himself Is the very solution To the problems, to the challenges That we all face in our life And he's painting that picture for us And we're going to open our Bibles today to Matthew chapter 6 So Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 25, Jesus says, Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? Let's pause right there for just a second. Now, first thing we want to do is we want to look at this word worry, because we can kind of get an idea of what we think that means. But anytime we see Jesus speaking and we see him using words, we want to unpack a little bit more of what what is the full meaning behind what God is saying in this, right? So if you study that word worry in the Greek, what it actually means, this is interesting, it, it means to actually get to a point of sinful anxiety. And it talks about it being sinful because it's basically totally opposite of the way God is calling us to live. It's not one of those sins that we just we do voluntarily, of course, but it's one of those things that if we get caught up in this overwhelming place of anxiety and stress and worry about things, it actually is something the Bible refers to as sinful because it's outside the nature and the purpose of the way God has called us to live. Does that make sense? The other thing it means is it means to actually have a separation or a divide to me to be distracted so whenever we are caught up in this deep place of worry what it means is we're separated it's like we become double-minded there's this way god wants us to live the way he wants us to think the way he wants us to deal with matters in life but if we get caught up in worry The way the Bible lays it out, we actually get separated or divided or distracted from that. And we begin to focus down a different course with our time, our talent, our energy, and all the things that we have, our thoughts. And so we're outside, we're distracted, we're separated, divided from the very purpose, the very path, the very walk that God has actually laid out for us to go in. And so we realize that worry is a huge issue. It's a huge deal, and it's affected people from every generation for hundreds and thousands of years through all the eras, all the kingdoms, all the things that we see through time, and it still affects us right here in 2017 where we are today. Great news is that the Bible is timeless, right? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His solution, his power, his grace is no less effective today than it was when he was delivering the sermon on this mountain. And that's the thing that we want to grab hold of to say and say, thank you, Jesus, that you have made a way. He's addressing the problem, but he's also bringing the antidote. And that's what Christ always does. He never leaves us hanging, guys. Don't you hate that when somebody does it? Hey, I got a lot of problems I see. I got a lot of things. And they go through the list. Okay, well, good luck with that. And then they check out. And you're like, whoa, like... You you need some help with that. You want a solution. You want somebody that's not just going to bring a problem, but it's going to bring an answer. And Jesus, every single time in the Bible, when he addresses matters that pertain to our lives, that we struggle with, that we deal with, that he knows because he was man, the Bible says that he experienced the same temptations that we experience. So he didn't just, he wasn't just God that had this idea of worry. He was God in human form that understood the temptations to worry. And so he came with credibility, but he also came with authority. He brought a solution and he brought an answer in addition to recognizing the problem that his children faced. And that's what Jesus continues to do. We also see here where he says, Which of you by worrying can add one cubit stature or can add, yeah, can add one cubit to his stature? So what he means by this is if you are caught up in worrying the way that the Bible describes that worry, There is no profit in that. There is nothing about, and sometimes we can get caught, we think like if we're worrying, like, well, you know, we're just, I just gotta worry about what might happen, right? Because things might go wrong. I gotta worry about that. Not the way that Jesus is saying, you know. He's saying that if we worry, that there's no, nothing that's added to us, meaning we're on this pursuit, guys, if if you're pursuing God's will for your life, you're on this pursuit that is a growing pursuit, an increasing pursuit of faith and moving into the destiny God has for you. It, you could also say it as if we are maturing, we are growing stronger in our faith, we are maturing spiritually. And what he's saying is by saying nothing, it can add no cubit to your stature, he's saying worrying will never help you build your spiritual maturity or your increasing level of faith as you walk out your purpose in life. Worrying only detracts from that. It only sidetracks us. It only takes us away from that. So let's continue. Verse 28. Verse 28. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? O you of little faith. Ooh, sometimes it's hard to hear these things, isn't it? You're like, ouch, man, why'd you have to go there? Really, Jesus? Little faith? But see what... It's true, guys. He's saying when you worry, what that really is, is that's a reflection of distrust in God. Did you get that? If we're worrying about something, and, and we're all in the same boat, so we're not like separating any of us out here, but when we worry about something, that's really a reflection of of a distrust that we have in God to be able to handle or deal with or support us through that very thing that's causing us all of that anxiety. And so that's what he's saying, saying, you have little faith. Possibly that occurs because we have an absence of truth in us. Maybe we don't know the truth about something. Maybe we haven't read our Bible enough. Maybe we haven't heard what God has to say about a particular area of our life or a particular thing that we deal with. And so if there's an absence of revelation of truth, then it's, it's possible that we can worry about something because we don't know what the truth is, what God has to say about that thing. I remember whenever I was younger um, and I was just kind of getting started in my like, professional career and getting through college and stuff, like, I was really worried and concerned with like, when people would have some sort of bad opinion of me. If people would say negative things about me that I, didn't, I knew weren't true, it would really mess with me. I mean, I would lose sleep over it. I would lose time of thought over it. I would be like, man, I wish they, why do they think that? And maybe what happened? Or did I say something wrong? Or did somebody else spread a rumor? And then I would be thinking, well, maybe I should call them, or maybe I should like do some things to try to fix that. And here's the part that's unfortunate, is that it consumed a ton of time and energy. I went through a lot of negative emotion that certainly wasn't godly, and it put me in a place that wasn't positive at all. And the last thing I was really focused on or thinking about was what God's will and purpose for my life was in stepping more into that thing until I got a hold of what the word says about this, that God is actually the defender of my reputation, that he goes before me, that he paves the way, that he fights battles for me that I can't possibly be in all the time to fight for myself. And when that revelation of truth came alive in me, Not just a theory that I heard that sounded good, but I mean an actual revelation of truth that got birthed on the inside of me. Something of substance was established that my faith could then stand on and push off of. I began to see those situations in my life as they would happen, and they no longer caused me worry anymore. I just said, God, this is your battle. There's nothing more I can do. I trust you. You're the defender of my reputation. Enough said. Move on let me go and do more purposeful things with my time and my energy, right? And maybe it's something different for you. I don't know. Maybe there's something else that really tempts you and sucks you in real easily to get you to start worrying. But you gotta remember that whatever that is, Worrying is not something that is of God. It's not something that God intends for us to ever carry, to ever walk with, or to ever have occupy our emotions or our thoughts. And where there are things that cause us to worry, God, in His Word, ultimately has a solution, has a truth for that. And Jesus, our personal Savior, our Holy Spirit relationship, He is the deliverer. He is the empowerer. He is the method by which grace travels that our lives have victory over those very things that could tempt us and cause us to worry if we let them. He's there with us every step of the way, guys. He felt the temptations when he walked the earth. He knows what it's like. And what he's doing, he's saying, I'm going to walk through this with you every step of the way, and you shouldn't have to worry about anything. Not the basic, simplest matters of life, like food, water, and clothing, and not the largest matters of life. Which may be like your relationships and all these things. Trust God. If you'll pursue Him and walk in His path, trust Him. He will begin to bring what's available, what needs to be available to you in every situation that you encounter. He's not lacking in any resources, He's not lacking for any wisdom. He's not lacking for any guidance or solution. He's always there, fully able, fully capable in any moment of any situation to provide and empower us for what we need through that journey. It's really just our faith that empowers that. It's about our trust in him along the way. You know what worry does is it kind of like attacks us in our thought life. It attacks us in our thought life and we begin to meditate and think on these things, but We think on these things through the lens of a lie. We're not thinking on the thing through the lens of truth, right? When the Bible says take every thought captive, or take thoughts captive, right? He's saying take the thought and bring it captive underneath the word of God, which is full truth. So if you have a thought that is potentially going to lead to worry whatever it may be, if that thought is taken captive under the truth that you know to be from the written word of God, from what God says about us and about our life, then that thought becomes captive, and it can't get outside the parameter of truth, and it can never become a lie, or it can never manifest over into actual worry in our lives, right? But what do we have to do? Do you recognize what he's saying? He says, we have to take the thought captive. And in order to take a thought captive, we have to know what truth says in order to insulate and encapsulate that, that lie or that thought with what truth actually defines everything to be. That's where reading your Bible and diving in and seeking God and searching Him and, and pursuing Him in every way possible continues to grow us and build us. It's like it increases the well of truth that's just flowing all the time in our lives. It's just bubbling up inside of us. The more we know him, the more truth we have in us, right? And then the more we know what the lies are, and the more we can say, I'm going to take that thought captive. That thing's not going to get outside of that, and it's going to continue to be contained to what it really is, because here's what truth says about that thing. Amen? All right, let's keep going. Verse 31 says, therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. Listen, anything that we set out to do, it's purposeful it's godly, it's a part of God's plan for our lives, there's always going to be a million what-ifs that we could come up with. If we spend enough time, we could make that list as long as we want it to. What if, what might happen, right? But in doing that, in worrying, all we're doing is stifling And preventing the forward advancement in the moment, in the here and now, where we are, toward the things that God actually has intended for us to walk in. In the pursuit of God's plan for my life, you have to get this. Everything that's needed is already available. It exists. It's there. Right? And if we think, well, what if this? Well, what if that? Look. God already has the solution. He already has the answer. And by his hand, everything that we need to become who he's creating us to be will be made possible. But to worry excessively about things that may never come to pass or even say, hey, this is a good thing, but man, I'm worried. There's risk involved. I've got to really step out. And, and you you, know, you got to understand, worry, worrying doesn't mean don't plan. It doesn't mean don't come up with a, an idea and seek wisdom. It means going over into sinful anxiety where we experience this stress and this weight that we're never intended to carry as we do that. And so what we do is we begin to stifle and oppress what is actually supposed to be happening in the here and the now, in the moment. We're forward-moving, advancing people. Our destiny is an upward-ascending process. God doesn't intend for us to be stopped, stifled, and stymied in that. But worry can very much come in and form like a roadblock and a barrier for us going forward. And it can pull us off into this thing where we're occupied here and now. Instead of doing the things that we really ought to be doing, we're occupied in the here and now worrying about a whole bunch of things that may never actually happen anyway. We have to be so consumed with the purpose of God for our lives and what, who he is and what he wants for us, that literally all the things that we actually need for the journey, we just sort of experience those as we walk along. We pray for those in the moment when we recognize those. But if we look at something and say, I'm going to need all this stuff, and how am I going to get this, and how am I going to get that, and then we begin to worry about it, it's like, boom, we just jumped off the track, and we got into this different course. When God's saying, look, just seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all essential things will be added unto you, he's saying, get consumed with me, get consumed with kingdom things, with heavenly things, with things of my nature to know me better, my plan for your life if that consumes you you're not going to need to worry about what you're going to have or what's going to be available because when the moment comes boom it's going to be there you're going to know to pray about it you're going to have the faith to believe for it and then by my hand it's going to be made there in the moment that it's needed amen all these things shall be added unto you seek first the kingdom of god man he just sets the priority for us right there don't be thinking about all the stuff think about me and then we'll we'll deal with the stuff as we need it right and then lastly here in verse 34 he says therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about its own things sufficient for the day is its own trouble wow, <clears throat> this thing, this part right here just really came alive for me a few years ago. And I started to see this, what God is saying and what he's showing us, and it's like, oh my gosh, how much of my life has this been, has this been going on? He's saying, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow, the, the troubles of today are sufficient for today. Tomorrow will bring its own concerns. This is what we do. We live today, this is present moment, right? But we begin to worry about what is ahead tomorrow or the next day or the day after. And then here's what happens. The full weight and the full responsibility of all that is yet to still come and happen, we begin to put on ourselves and try to carry it here today. And God's saying, you were never created to be able to do that. I never created you to bear the weight of what tomorrow will bring here today in the present. Sufficient for today is today's own dealings. You're gonna have enough evil out there to battle. You're gonna have enough temptation to make you sin because the enemy's at work. You're going to have enough opportunities to be used by me, to fellowship with me, to walk in relationship with me here today. It's sufficient for right now. Everything that you're experiencing is fully sufficient for what you're dealing with right now. If you begin to worry about what's ahead tomorrow, the next day, or thereafter, all you're going to do is bring all of this weight on top of you that you're never meant to carry today, and it's going to crush you. Because you're incapable of being able to carry that. And we do that, don't we? And we think about, oh my gosh, what about this, what about that? And it gets in, because it's all so far outside of our control, what happens tomorrow or the next day or next week. And we try to like, let me just get all of my ducks in a row, get all my T's crossed and my I's dotted so everything's ready and it's just going to fall in place. It's a myth. Life isn't going to be lived that way. He's saying, you can't worry about all that stuff tomorrow. Doesn't mean don't plan. He's just saying, you can't bear weight of worry today for what's still yet ahead. It will crush you. It will pull you off track so fast from the things that I have intended for you today that you may never walk in a step that I actually planned for you to walk in today because you're so consumed with what may or may not happen tomorrow. Isn't that amazing? How quickly it can just derail us. And the enemy, he's just sitting there going, yes, I love it. They're totally out here sidetracked, caught in this mess of things. God's got this amazing plan for their life today that's going to threaten me. And if I can just get them away from that and consume them with worry, they may never even think about what's happening right now. They may miss every opportunity to be serving God and to be doing the things that he wants them to do. Be experiencing the fullness of joy that comes with walking in his presence and in a relationship with him. And the enemy will do that any chance that he can. Hallelujah. And what happens ultimately, guys, is that if we get caught in this pattern of worrying, like it becomes the reaction that we use to deal with things, then it can become like a pattern in our lives that's just the way we handle everything that happens to us. How many people have ever been to the doctor and you know that thing that they do on the knee and your knee jerks, right? If it don't jerk, you're like, "Uh uh-oh, I got to, but you hit your knee and it's supposed to kick, right? It's a reaction. It's just a reaction that's supposed to be innate in us, that we're supposed to just have automatically. Let I tell you this? The way God really created us to live, if we're walking in that fullness of his plan for our life, the reaction that we ought to have to every single circumstance is a reaction of faith, a reaction of belief. And what God says, what he can do, how he'll carry us through, whatever it is. A reaction of faith ought to be the pattern that we deal with everything that comes to us in. Believe me, I know we're all on that journey, right? We want to be there. But, we, but what happens a lot of times is that people can get into this place where the, the common reaction, their instinct, because it's so ingrained for so long, is they automatically begin to go straight to worry about everything that happens. And then it becomes like the littlest, stupidest things, right? Oh, I'm just, I'm worried about, you know, the cat's going to start shedding hair and then, or the dog's going to start shedding hair and, the cats don't shed, do they? Anyway, so yeah, they do. So the cat's going to start shedding hair and it's going to be all over the house and then it's going to ruin my vacuum cleaner and then I can't afford to get a professional uh, carpet cleaner in here and I'm like, God, I just kill the cat, get rid of it, you know? And... I'm not a cat fan, but anyway... Sorry if you are. All creatures are from God, I know. Okay, so... uh, But we we can start to deal with the littlest things in our life this way. Where it's just this cycle of worry. This is where we go. This is where we gravitate. This is how our need jerks. That's how we react. We start to think about all the bad things that might be. And we become, guys, paralyzed spiritually. We could live that way if... The enemy has his way over us. We could live paralyzed spiritually. But God delivered us. He set us free. He's got an eternal plan for your life. He plans to spend all of eternity with you in heaven if you know his son Jesus. Glory, hallelujah for that. But can I tell you this? He has a great and mighty plan for your life right here on this earth. Every single breath that you take, he has assigned purpose to that because God created time. And if he created time, he assigned purpose to it. There is no moment of time that is absent from purpose. And God wants to take you through a journey where you're experiencing and walking in the fullness of all of these great and mighty things that he has planned for you. But living in worry will only begin to paralyze us spiritually in that pursuit, in that ascension of everything that God has for us. Amen? Amen. So let me close with this how do we attack worry when it comes turn your bibles real quick to 1st peter, peter chapter 5 verse 7 i'm reading from the amplified version casting all your cares all your anxieties all your worries and all your concerns once and for all on him for he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully psalms fifty five two also in the amplified cast your burden on the re- on the Lord release it and he will sustain and uphold you he will never allow the righteousness to be shaken slip fall or fail there's a casting of our burdens there's a casting of our worry that the bible asks us to just put on him let me show you something no Come up here, Nolan, real quick. So I got this jacket, right? Now, I can know that Nolan is is here with me. I can believe that he's standing here. But I got this jacket that we're going to call worry. And I can try to go all these steps wearing this jacket that actually isn't created for me to wear. I was never intended to carry this thing. But what I need to do is I need to understand what the Bible is telling me to do with this stuff. (laughs) Dang, dude, you look better in that than me. Ah, okay. I got to cast my worries on Jesus. Give them to him. He looks better in them than you do. He's meant to wear the thing. He's fully strong and capable to hold it up and to put it down and to never allow it to interfere with your life. The moment you try to put that thing on and walk with it and walk with Jesus, but you're carrying this thing, it's Jesus is like saying, give me the jacket, man. Put it on me. I'm right here. That's what I want to do for you. That's what I'm calling you to do. Throw this worry upon him and let him take the load for you and carry you whichever way it is that you're meant to go. Worry is never intended to to be a part of the life of a child of God, but we struggle with it. We deal with it because we're human, but we have to recognize Jesus gave us an answer here. He gave us a solution. He wants to lift it. He wants to take it. He wants to bear it. And he wants us to walk in fullness of joy, clarity, and sound mind of peace for everything it is in the moment, in the here and now that he has for us. Amen? Amen. I'll take that back. Thank you very much. All right. Stand to your feet with me today. I love it whenever Jesus comes down. Eventually, from the mountain after this sermon, it says that multitudes believed and followed him. Multitudes believed and followed him. Listen, if you don't know Jesus, if he's not real to you, if you haven't made him the Lord and Savior of your life, when you see something like this in the scriptures, how Can you not be urged to respond the way that multitudes of people responded? They heard this man talk about the problems of their life. And then they heard this man bring a solution. And they saw that he himself was the actual solution. And what happened? They followed him. They believed in him. Guys, if you don't know Jesus today, I urge you, Give your full heart to him. You can put your trust in him. He will never let you down. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He's already been where you haven't been. He's numbered every single hair on your head. He cares about you more than you can possibly know, more than any earthly relationship possibly could. Jesus wants to be in your life and he wants to walk with you every step of the way give your life to him today if that's you listen bow your head with me if you will everybody and just close your eyes I want to lead you in a prayer you say this is this is my time pastor I'm this is for me If it's not for anybody else, it's for me today. Or maybe you've walked away from God and you've been going down a direction that isn't with him and you've spent a lot of your time and energy in a place that you know isn't really what you were created for. Listen, today is a new day. Today is a fresh start. You can give your life over to him and you can walk with him. You can get back to the place that you need to be. If that's you, just pray this prayer with me today, and I ask you to please come and speak to me afterwards or talk to one of our leaders and share with them that you took this step and that you made this decision. But just repeat after me. Say, Dear Father God, I ask you to come into my life today. I receive your son Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I turn from my old life, and I turn to my new life, the life that you've prepared for me. Forgive me of all my sins, God. Wash me and make me clean. Help me to become everything that you've created me to be. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Listen, I announce to you according to the written word of God, if you prayed that prayer with sincerity of heart, according to the authority of the name of Jesus that you pray that with, you are saved. You are born again. The Bible says that you are sealed By the Holy Spirit for your eternal life. God has you. He's claimed you, He's marked you, you're His. Begin to seek to walk out the fullness of what it is that he's created you for. Grow in your faith. Surround yourself with godly people who can help grow your relationship with him, who can help walk through things in life that you're going to go through. Don't go out and try to be an island to yourself. No man is ever capable of walking closely with God if he's not surrounded by godly people. He created us for community. Amen? Amen. Go in the peace and the favor of God. May God bless you abundantly in every way possible. May he reveal to you that he is there with you every step of the way and that worry is never intended to be a part of your life. In Jesus' name.